everybody, Coach John Daly here, back again with my favorite guest. Uh, moving up the charts of all the podcasts worldwide as far as number of times of being <laughs> a guest. He's definitely got to be cracking the list here, buddy. This has got to be, what, 300? No, I'm not even at the show 300 yet. 60-something? I think 50 it's 50-something. 52, oh 51, somewhere around That's there. That's fantastic. You keep putting up with me, man. I keep, I keep appreciating that. Dr. Jeff Lipp is in the house. Today's date is July 25th, 2019. Jeff, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Again, I hate to say this. I think it's like a repetitive thing, but anytime I get to spend with you outside of the classroom, kind of like collaborating on the stuff, it is just exciting, overwhelmingly awesome and how I look at it. So again, I, I use this for my therapy more than anything mm. like that. So it's great that you keep inviting me and I'm just thankful that, you, that, you know, I got an opportunity to do this with you, buddy. Oh man, love you. This is fantastic being with you. And it is nice hanging out with, uh, with you and some other people throughout the summer uh, to continue on uh, the relationship that we just have you know, during the school year, but it's definitely all year round. Uh, found something, and I sent this to Jeff, um, I don't know, last week or so. Uh, from Success Magazine, of course, How to Improve Your Mental Health, Nine Keys to Your Well-Being. This is Mr. Mental Health, Dr. Mental <laughs> Health himself. This is what he does. Uh, this is his wheelhouse. This is what his whole podcast has been uh, uh, a big shout out to Nick out there, pivoting toward the stigma of mental health. And we all need this. We all need um, to talk about it. We all need to recognize the areas in our life that we need some help. Um, and it's it's interesting just to have those common threads with people that we can talk to this uh, like you so you're doing a great job with uh, the direction that you've taken your podcast and definitely jefflip.com you got to get over there check out his podcast rocking it top 15 counseling podcasts in the world you guys is rated he put it out uh, there's a lot of people out there recognizing him for, for the genius that he has and uh, the heart and determination that he's sharing out there so uh, Jeff this is a great article it's right in your wheelhouse you said you're going to expand on it probably a little bit. We'll do a little short version today, but this is perfect for you, isn't it? So one of the things that you know you recognize ever since this podcast, my podcast has been recognized, is the fact that you know there is a huge mental health component in everything that we do. What I love about our relationship in regards to like just connecting more anything is that anytime you see anything like this, you constantly send it my way. You know, even a podcast, an article. And I read it, John, and I really appreciate the feedback because it gives me ideas on what to think about in regards to topics that we can discuss more anything. But in addition to that, I think it's powerful that you always are willing to, like, expand the whole mindset of leadership, truthfully. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, there's a whole mental health game behind the aspect of leadership. And I think that's what your podcast is all about more anything. And I'm just, again, very grateful, very humbled that I can get an opportunity to get on here. I know you have guests busting out of the wazoo or anything like that. But, I mean, for me, just to spend a little bit of time with you almost on a weekly basis, I feel privileged. I feel honored again. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm definitely excited to talk a little bit about this more or anything like that. But, you know, this is going to be a journey. You know, anytime the topic we talk about, it's always a journey. And people got choices that they have to make in regards to, you know, improving their own lives. Mm -hmm. So... This is going to be fantastic, my friend. Awesome. Well, one of the things they first start out with is what is mental health? And they give a simple definition from the World Health Organization. Mental health is defined as a state of well-being in which every individual realizes his or her own potential, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruitfully, 
and is able to make a contribution to her or his community. Does that sound accurate? I mean, there's probably different versions of it, but in a, in a ballpark type sense? That's 100% accurate more anything. Again, like if you look at what the DSM is all about, the DSM for anyone that doesn't know is the mental health cookbook basically. Mm. So for example, if I feel like I'm having anxiety and I want a clinical diagnosis of having like anxiety, there are certain, you know, signs and symptoms that I have to ascribe to, to in order to get diagnosed with anxiety. So in regards to mental health, that is like the cookbook that we use to, you know, diagnose people more or anything like that. But again, I think it doesn't have to be a specific diagnosis within the DSM. Good mental health is good mental health, right? So I think the last podcast or a couple podcasts that I did on my show I had two awesome people on. I had Whitney and Kiana on. We talked about, you know, mindfulness is one of them. And just to remind everyone, mindfulness is how Kiana kind of defined it. And she's certified to be a mindfulness counselor, more than anything, is just being present, being in the moment and kind of like taking in everything in the here and now. And so I, I would add that piece along to what you just described there as something that you might want to think about. Because it's, it's I, I look at it as a combination, mental health and mindfulness, you mm-hmm. know. So being in the present, I think, is very important, too. But how you exactly read it, read it verbatim, is exactly pinpoint on how I would define mental health. That's powerful because is, mindfulness is one of the things on this list mm-hmm. uh, that they did talk about. And I love, uh, in the little prelude before that, that it, this is all about leadership. This is all about right. life. This is all about working with people, understanding yourself. Uh, we, we can't get away from it. You know, and I think we need to embrace it and understand that, man, life's not always perfect, and it's okay to have these thoughts and feelings. And uh, if you can find trusted people with you, I think that's really powerful. Um, one of the first things they kind of throw out there before the nine steps: Why does our mental health matter? We've kind of talked about that, but the impact physical illness and disease, such as cancer, high blood pressure, which I'm working on battling there, <laughs> uh, diabetes, have uh, just a ton of effect on one's health. Right? It's very clear to this. Uh, we do everything we can to um, hopefully get rid of those ailments uh, through things like diet, exercise, medication, visits to the doctor. But a lot of times we have wellness checkups in, at, at workplaces and throughout life. This is one thing that I think if um, industry, you know, corporations, uh, school districts would recognize the fact of mental health being one of those treatable things that Man, if you get ahead of this mm-hmm. and start laying a great foundation for helping people, so many other things yeah. don't have to happen. And a lot of it, obviously health is important, but a lot of it does transfer to money. Right. You know, lost productivity and sick days and, you know, just the stress at work and stuff like that. So why does our mental health matter? You, you know, you've seen it over and over again. The, the sooner we get a hold of this or at least recognize it to where we can start helping ourselves and helping others is a real key, isn't it? It's 100% like essentially the most important thing, truthfully. Uh, before I dive into what I was to reflect on, again, everyone that's listening and that follow your podcast, you sound 10 times better, more anything like that. And I laughed earlier because you said high blood pressure. And I'm like, man, this guy's dealing with high blood pressure and getting over a cold. I don't know how this guy does it. And yet he's still fighting through it and podcasting. That's I got to say, that's deep down really dedication. Let's put it like that. But going back to what you were indicating in that whole statement that you said, it is very important because, I mean, the simple way to kind of look at it is like this. So 
if I'm dealing with something and I'm a mental health professional to provide services for people that need mental health care, right? So if I'm going through depression, for example, which I have done before, I've mm-hmm. gone through that myself, and you guys who follow my podcast and follow your show, I've been through a lot of different stuff. So when I go through and I went through my bout of sadness, more anything like I was not mentally prepared to help give any services to anybody else. What's important to recognize is that in the school system, for example, you kind of made mention to that, is that if a person is dealing with family issues, if a person is dealing with not having a home to go to, if a person is dealing with like a relationship issue that just happened, the last thing that they're thinking about is doing curriculum and doing homework, yeah, right? Okay, so right. you have to kind of work through that in the moment to clear that mindset open to be able to receive, you know, what you need to do next, right? So there are priorities that you have to give. Mental health is one of them. You have to give that. And it's kind of really brushed over sometimes more, I think, because again, it's not something that's physically present that you can see. So for example, you may mention a physical well-being over there, right? Mm-hmm. So if I go to the gym, I'm working out, I'm lifting weights, or I'm running, I see physical results. And that's, you know, obviously noticeable. In your mind, in your emotions, it's not like that, right? right. All you are able to do is articulate it. So giving people a platform to talk to different mental health professionals is very important. And it's, again, this is why I'm pushing is that I feel that if you share what you're going through with anyone that's willing to listen, uh, it would be even better with someone that provides mental health services, then you're going to be a lot more healthier mentally. So I think everyone needs it because, again, as you may mention, life is not perfect. But if you have a conduit that you can go to for, you know, just talking, communicating, mm-hmm. I think that's the first step towards being better, truthfully. So Amen to that. In fact, you guys, uh, you and Nick have been workout uh, fiends, partners, accountability people. You know, you guys got each other to go to the, I've been seeing the postings. It's fantastic what you guys are doing. So something that he uses Facebook for is to check me in everywhere that I go with him, right? But I think he does that as a way to, you know, you very you bring up a great subject. And I really think we should talk about that really quickly. See, Facebook is just for social media presence, right? Mm-hmm. And what I think Nick does, and I can't really answer his question. I don't know why he does it, but he does it, I think, as an accountability thing for him. Nice. You know? Yes. So yeah. for him, he uses that as a tool to keep checks and balances on when he goes and how much physical improvement he's doing, right? So, but anyone that is going through like some type of issue mentally, right? Like it, in a breakup or uh, a divorce or an argument, and they post that on Facebook, okay? Right. It's not the best platform to do that because basically you're looking for support, okay? Mm-hmm. And sometimes Facebook isn't that platform to do that, you know, so trying to say. So again, this is why I'm pushing for, you know, someone that you should go to speak professionally with that whatever you're struggling with, it's it gives you a better outlet and a direct platform to concentrate on your issue. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So Again, I don't know why Nick does it. He does it because I think, again, it keeps him accountable. Yeah, I like but, that. But, you know, that can go in a very negative direction sure. quickly, you know? Sure. Uh, but, again, I think that's why, you know, instead of going to an outlet like a social media platform like that, go and, you know, check out if there's someone that you prefer more comfortably talk about it one-on-one. Right. You know, especially a trusted individual. Yeah, the accountability, the healthy lifestyle, the, the good choices – I think it's inspiring a lot of times when you see that on social media. Yeah. Right. But you're right. There's plenty of people that go the other side of 
right. the complaining or the asking, seeking for help. And a lot of times there might be a couple people that can help them, but all in all, it's mostly not the platform to be setting that that stuff out. Again, because like, as I made mention to earlier, I use this as kind of like therapy, which I just talk about. And then obviously we put on your show, uh, which is great. I want everyone to kind of hear the message. But again, if you don't have that specific outlet, because for example, if I, we do this as we're podcasting, you guys have a choice whether to listen to your podcast or mine, right? That's right. So, but when you put it out on social media like that, Everyone has their opinions on right. things, you know. And and you will get those opinions. Won't exactly, you? either yeah. negative or positive. So again, I feel that you know I'm pushing it, but again, I feel that if you have a mental health professional that you trust and that you can go to to support and get support from, I think that'd be powerful. It's a big difference maker right there. Um, they go on to talk about some common mental health conditions. You know, two of the biggies: anxiety and depression, which you've mentioned um, a lot on your show. Uh, are the two big ones, but definitely almost, I think everybody could say, yep, I've had some of that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it runs in some families. Yeah, there's certain personalities more apt to it. Um, certain environments that people grow up into, you know, there's a whole bunch of different factors in these. And there's other things too, but these two are the biggies um, that, you know, definitely affect everybody. And what about stress? Stress is definitely listed here too. How does that, how does that affect all those other things? I mean, they're all in some way, in some form, going to block you from where you need to go if okay. you don't take care of it, right? right? Right. So I think a little bit of anxiety is healthy, truthfully. You know, to be nervous about, like, for example, a lot of people that get on my show that have never been on my show before, they tell me how nervous they are. They must spend about 15, 20 minutes talking about how nervous they are with me. And I go, listen, just this is just a casual conversation that we're having. But I think that nervous energy is good to a certain extent because of the fact that you care about the show, you want to do well. And then all of a sudden they do the show with me and they feel great. So I think a little bit of anxiety is healthy, more anything like that. But again, if it overcomes your life and that you're not able to do your activities of daily living, then you might need to see someone professionally, truthfully. And the same thing applies for depression. The same thing applies for stress, you know. I know a lot of people, John, that don't stress about too much at all, truthfully. And yeah. I think they live a very peaceful and harmonious life to a certain extent. But at the same time, as people you know, handle it differently, right? But again, I think that it becomes a major issue when you're not able to you know, go about your everyday. You know? So for regards to depression, for example, if you can't go to work because all you're doing is sleeping, we got issues here. We got problems that we need to address because clinically you are – in signs of major depression that mm-hmm. we need to help you diagnose and then you know give you strategies to conquer that along with any other type of support that we feel that needs to get you over that but again i think all three of those issues are quite common they're very popular especially in our in our society where it's a very capitalistic society where it's like a doggy dog type of world right? right so you create these things for yourself but how you handle it is very important truthfully that's right. I mean, here's they have a number of stats here. I'm not going to read them all to you, but even though uh, Nick Denault would like to hear all these stats because he <laughs> loves data, uh, but we'll give. I'll show him this article so he can read this over uh, later. But I'm going to throw three out at you. Okay. And these are all from uh, the Stress in America survey conducted by the APA. Seventy-four uh, percent. This is the number of adults who said they had a physical or emotional symptom due to stress in the previous month. Mm-hmm. This is the number of Generation Zers, this is, you know, new uh, ages 15 to 21, 
who said they had a physical or emotional symptom due to stress in the previous month. And 64%, this is the number of adults who feel stressed by work. Those are some pretty powerful numbers. You know, those are some pretty overwhelming, uh, especially recent, right? Mm -hmm. Month, last month, work. These things are happening day in and day out to just about everybody. Adults, different generations. Um, Do you see it getting better? I do. Good. I do. Wow. I mean, those numbers are overwhelming, truthfully. And I feel like I'm on my show doing a podcast with you. It's just so weird because I normally give my guests on their statistical information or anything. But let me just make reference to this. So I'm all about being physically, mentally, and spiritually healthy. Right. right? And that's my philosophy. So I believe that all your problems, especially I say this on my show, come from your educational careers and relationship arenas, right? Yeah. If you take care of yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually – you are doing things to handle the stress, okay? So, you know, I talk to a lot of awesome people that, about things in life in general. And they tell me how mentally strong they are. And they tell me how spiritually strong they are. But they totally neglect the physical piece behind it. Mm. So if you're not releasing endorphins, which you constantly need for your body to feel more euphoria, then you're missing a huge aspect of taking care of yourself. So... I guess the importance of self-care is really a reflection of those numbers, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think they're getting better because I believe, especially with Generation Z and the knowledge that we know now and, you know, the generations compared to generations before, we are all about like giving them information, right? And having them have information accessible at like the drop of a dime, right? Like I can go to my phone and pick up information so quickly about whatever I need to know. Now I know this information, how do I apply it to make myself better, right? Mm-hmm. So again, I think if you know different strategies on how to become more physically, mentally, and spiritually healthy, the better you're going to be, period. So those numbers hopefully will go down, you know, but I mean, again, if you're not doing something in those three areas almost on a daily basis, then you're neglecting your own mental health and self-care. Mm-hmm. So again... I, it's those numbers are staggering. I'm not saying that they're not. But again, if you're asking me, I'm more of an optimistic person than make sure that if you work with someone, again, a counselor, a mental health specialist, a social worker, somebody to get the support that you need, I think it's going to be great for you. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, we just met, or you just met and brought him in, uh, a young man that graduated from Lakeshore, 2016. Yes. What, uh, Mr. Patterson? Yes, David Patterson. Caught me as soon as I walked out of the bathroom coming back to your studio here at the library. And we caught up. And, you know, he seems like he's doing great. He's doing well. And that's what you want to hear when people graduate, you know. The one thing about working in a school system, which I think is great, and I, in regards to mental health and everything, right. is that no matter what, in four years, they're typically gone, right? Yes. You don't see them. And when you catch back up, it's either you're running them outside of the environment that you saw them in. Or, you know, some other way, somehow, you guys just run into each other. To hear that they're doing good is great, you know, and you want the best for everyone. But again, I think that's what's so great about, you know, a school system compared to like a community system. Because in the community, if I'm dealing with something like schizophrenia or whatever it may be, that's a journey. You know, if I'm dealing with an addiction, that's a journey, you know. And the school system, after four years, especially at a high school, they're gone. They're typically gone. And so that's a huge difference that you see. Uh, that I see professionally doing these two types of jobs, seeing counseling and clients outside in the community, 
and then seeing students and you know faculty at a school. Yeah, he was uh, speaking about how he still kind of worked with the music. That's a passion of his. Still working on homework, going to school. Yeah. Helping his mom out, stepping up, helping family, right? Uh, some new adventures are coming his way where he might be moving, right? But he just seemed, this this aura about him, that uh, this very positive uh, mindset that he had. And he was very um, complimentary of, of Lakeshore and, and the class of 2016. He, he was really thankful and grateful for that uh, experience. And he's just in a good place. This, the 10 minutes that we got to talk with him. So this whole mental health thing, to me, there's a young man who's kind of taken... Uh, a little bit of control of, of his own happiness and his direction, and he's working hard on it. And there has to be some ownership for people to do things like that, right? It's all on them for sure. You know, again, I think people are quite happy when they're able to run into other people that have gotten to the point where they need to get to. Yes. Meaning that, like, oh, for example, yeah, yeah. like, you know, he's had you as a teacher. I was obviously his guidance counselor. And for him to run into us he was extremely elated because you know we've helped him along his path you know again this is why i mean i feel like i'm a broken record but because we're talking about this topic i feel like that's why it's so important for everyone to go out there and connect with someone that they believe could then help them you know and so it's important that you do that and whether or not it be with obviously myself or somebody in regards to making sure that you have that connection with someone that's the importance of a relationship you know so Mm -hmm. You know, I stress with David, and then, you know, you saw that too. You know, let's get connected again down the yes. road. Let, let's, you know, see if we can reconnect and talk about a topic. Maybe you can get on my show. Yep. Things like that. I'll get on your show. Again, I think that people always have a story. And, you know, people learn so much through pain, you know. Mm. And that is the main mechanism to find purpose yes. is to obviously, you know, what pain points that I've gone through. And now that I've gone through all that pain... You know, and I'm successful because I conquered that pain. How can I share that story? That's awesome. Yeah, it was great seeing him. And, and that's part of the nice joy of, of our journey is that we do get to see not all every kid, right? Not everybody, but we do get to see certain kids after the high school experience is over. And they do mention that some of the information we shared with them, some of the tools we gave to them in high school, they are grateful for. They are using. They have used in the past. Yeah. It's helped get them beyond. So it's not just, hey, I'm done with high school. I'll never learn Anything from this stuff again? I'm never going to use it. It's it's true. Where they do find the time to you know bring back some of the stuff they heard from us, they they did listen, right? Yeah. Is what it comes down to, which is great. Um, some of the nine ways. I'm just going to shoot these out. I'll attach this article link uh, in the show notes. And Jeff, hopefully you can just kind of touch upon just a couple sure. of them that really stand out to you. So some of the nine ways to improve your mental health. Uh, first one is to maintain healthy, thriving relationships. We've talked about that one. Exercise. Funny, we've talked about that one. <laughs> Challenging yourself, getting out of that comfort zone, that's a biggie. Practicing gratitude, I love that. That is one that I'm trying to do. Some days are tough, but I'm trying to do that every day. Check in with yourself. In other words, do that homework. Do the, wait, how am I doing at work? How am I doing with my relationships? You know, God, am I drinking too much? I'm not going to the gym. Oh, God, I got on the scale today. Holy crap. Check in with yourself. There's a whole bunch of different things there. Number six, learn about mindfulness meditation. Okay, we brought that up. Fantastic. Prioritize your sleep. Definitely a biggie. Number seven. Uh, Number eight, incorporate self-care into your life. You really got to put that on a kind of a front burner type of thing. 
Uh, and number nine, don't be afraid to seek help, which is exactly yeah. what you've been talking about. And there is help out there, right? So there's nine good list items here. You've already talked about a couple of them. Is there one of them, uh, one or two that you really kind of see as uh, something that's important? I mean, John, honestly, all of them are good. I mean, I basically preach all that. I don't know if your word preach, but I basically, you know, make sure that I ascribe to all those things to a certain extent on my show, you know, and people that come in, they are all seeking the same things. So, I mean, if I had to pinpoint one I don't talk a lot about is sleep. I think it's essential. I think it's the more, probably the most important thing. I don't know how people honestly get through with four or five hours of sleep. I mean, I used to do that. I mean, I'll, I'll just make a quick reference to this. The most difficult part of my life was going through the losses that I experienced. And I share this not, countless numbers of times on your show. This August will be the fifth year since, you know, my marriage ended, you know, and mm-hmm. I've gone through a lot. I've been through a lot of different things. When, when it was the beginning stage of those five-year journey that I've been on, when I wasn't sleeping, I was erratic. You know, I was just not myself. And I took it out on the people that I loved more than anything. Sleep is so essential and one of the most neglected things that people forget about, truthfully. So when people go see professionals, especially for things that they need, like medications, one of the things is like they tell them, I can't sleep, you know. And it's essential that you get it because basically your brain needs to reset. You know, mm-hmm. REM sleep is essential. You know, your, your brain constantly keeps firing all these synapses on a daily basis. So if you're not getting the sleep that's essential that you need, like anywhere from like seven to eight hours, you're going to be at a loss the next day. You know, so you have to invest the time to make sure that you sleep appropriately. So one of the things that I listen to is a podcast, you know, that you listen to is Sam Crowley's podcast. And you know, months ago, I was even years ago, he did was one specifically on, you know, five ways that billionaires are successful, right? And one of them he basically indicates is that people get eight hours of sleep, you know? So you have, if you want to be a billionaire one day, you got to get essential sleep, mm. you know? Again, you your mind is the most important weapon that you have or tool that you have to conquer a lot of things in life. Why would you diminish all that return by not sleeping, Mm. you know? Again, I mean, I'm guilty of this, you know, that I don't sleep as much as I need to either because, again, I choose, you know, to do other things. So one of the things, so so to get off topic, but sleep (laughs) is so important. Do it, brother. The Netflix CEO got on and, and basically said, you know, what's our biggest competitor? You know, is it like Hulu? Is it like all these other things that are coming out, you know, is it cable, all these other things that are evident. But basically what it is, is sleep, Mm -hmm. right? Because the fact is that Netflix is still doing great, but everyone's fighting for the attention, right? And sleep is one of those things that, so if I'm choosing to Netflix and chill and not sleep, I'm not making sleep a priority, right? So it's very important to, you know, try to stay on that. But again, I think, you know, people got different priorities and that's okay, you know, but I don't know how much more I can stress the importance of sleep. Yeah, I think it's a, a mindset of a lot of successful people. Well, yeah. I'll sleep when I'm dead, you know. and I'll, I'll, Which I'll, is true, though. You know, very true. Right. But it's not going to do you any good. No, like, I agree. It's not going to be good sleep. In other words, you're out. You're done. You're, you're checked out. It's yeah. over. The sleep that people need, and I, I used to subscribe to the fact of, um, hey, I'm busy. I got. I always accounted for things that I have to do. 
I have changed my mind over the last couple of years of trying to get to bed earlier. I'm so much of a morning person yeah. that I have trouble sleeping in. Um, you know, I get uncomfortable. The mind starts turning on and starts racing. But I tell you what, at night, there's plenty of times. If I went to bed at 8 o'clock, I would fall asleep at 8 o'clock. Right. But I'm going to bed earlier. So whether it's 10, 10, 15, rather than 11, right, uh, I'm trying to get to bed earlier. And for me, I'm finding a little bit of uh, victory in that. Um, I know you work out in the morning, uh, but you also seem to be a night person too. How do you balance? How do you balance trying to get sleep? And now, again, we get to an age where we start figuring things out that are important. You're catching up to me in age. (laughs) Maybe not so close, but um, how, how are you starting to work on uh, balancing this a little bit? Because I know you've got a lot going on in your life. I do, and I'll be honest with you, it's it's a journey for me. Uh, and the reason, okay, so uh, the, the easiest way to do it, I, I'm going to put it like this to you, is I listened to a podcast today, which is, you know, one of your favorites is John O'Leary's, you know, mm, and he yeah, had on there someone who wrote the book or, you know, a philosophy called Halftime. And what that podcast is about in regards to halftime is the fact that you live the first part of your life and then halftime takes place. And now what do you do for the second half of your life? Mm. So it's mm. honestly a podcast that's kind of geared towards people of your age to a certain extent. I'm not saying that you're super old or anything like that, but you're thinking about the next step of what you're going to do right. after you retire, things like that. And a lot of people, you know, they use this word a lot all the time is they lose their purpose, you know? Mm. And for me, trying to balance everything is that, you know, I am so busy, you know, and some of the things that he talked about, I am very busy because sometimes I'm super busy that I'm sloppy busy, right? Mm. And so he's like, how do you manage the sloppy business? Because if you're retired and you're busier than you were before when working, and that's how I feel right now, truthfully, like I'm not even working in the school system right now because my summer is off. But I'm just as busy as I am if I was to be in the school system, right? So to make a long story short, it's about how to manage the sloppiness of your busyness. So for me, again, I think I choose different things to prioritize. And so like for me, I sleep better at night knowing that if I make a checklist of things that I wanted to attend to, then I try to get to bed. And the next day, I then try to get up early to get that physical well-being that I need for my own peace of mind. Mm, powerful stuff. I love that. I love how you're, you're finding stuff. You, if you look back, of course, there's measuring points in our life, and you brought up one of them five years ago, okay, as far as how your life changed, right? Yes. And then you lost your dad, too. I mean, yeah. definitely. How is, you're, you're probably more busy now. You're more passionate now, I think, of, about some things that you're going after. Like, there's been new doors that have opened up for you since those devastating events, Right? Absolutely. And does part of that fit into number four where they're talking about gratitude, practicing gratitude? The stuff that you have going on in your life now, Jeff, you never saw coming. It wasn't on some piece of paper that Correct. you wrote about. And the gratitude factor also is another thing that I think propels us forward and going after. You have some pretty big lofty goals, I think. You know, your own practice, yeah. things, a book coming out someday. <laughs> You know, there's just things that we've talked about that I just find um, very, you know, charged. Uh, it's, a, it's a charged atmosphere that you bring every time you do stuff, right? You're just yeah. fired up about some stuff. How does, how does gratitude tie into some of these things that uh, you're going after now that you weren't before? It's everything, truthfully. Like, I am very thankful to my higher power for the pain that I went through. Mm. 
truthfully, because I would not be the person that I am if I didn't go through that pain. Do I want more? 100%. I think everyone in this world wants more. But I am very appreciative of my pain. So I made reference to this before in a previous podcast with you. And then, you know, I talked about this with Jason, who was on my show. Jason has an addiction. And he said, I love my addiction. Mm. And for someone to say that they love their addiction and it's part of them, it's everything, truthfully. For me, going through everything that I went through, the, all that loss, it's part of me. And I'm so thankful for it. You know, it is everything. Did I not? Did I want to go through it? Did I sign up for it? Absolutely not, as you may mention to it. But that's part of life, right? Mm. And I am stronger because of that. And it's made me, you know, put more action to things in regards to, nice. like, making sure that, again, I, I don't think everyone should go through what I went through, truthfully. And there's a path to not go through what I went through. But when you prioritize things that are not meaningful or not sustainable this is where you end up you know and so it's a life lesson for me to learn those things and for me to be the person that i am today i feel awesome so it's everything gratefulness is everything i mean any podcaster that i listen to that has his or her own show i would find it very difficult for them to disagree with i mean to, you know disagree with the fact that gratefulness is everything yeah. truthfully right so like especially the ones that i listen to it's everything truthfully and it's it's part of the journey that you have to go through. If you're not, you know, grateful for what you've been through, either negative or positive, then you're not really truthfully understanding life to a certain extent. Mm. I love that 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 ownership, because if you're so upset about the addiction, the the bad things that you've been through, the the memories, the pain, and you almost want to shut it off. You almost want to like cut it off and get get rid of it. But like you said, that's a part of you, and yeah. it's made you. Either better or worse, right? Yeah. Uh, and you got to own that. It, you, I don't. It's very tough, I guess. Now that I see that viewpoint, it is very tough to get rid of it. And and if you can use it as fuel, if you can use it as, yeah. man, I ain't doing that again, or yeah. you know, that's part of who I. I love that point that you brought up, and it's uh, very powerful. Well, again, like what I found through this whole journey was my spirituality, right? Mm. So now I'm really closer to my higher power, and. It's funny because in the religion that, you know, I belong to, which is Christianity, you know, God's design is the perfect plan, right? People tell you that all the time. What's frustrating is that you don't always agree with that particular design. So what you have to learn is to understand and give into that, right? By being grateful, you don't have to, like, control that part, right? You can literally say, okay, you know what? You got it. You already know what's going to happen tomorrow. I believe it. I have some faith. Here's here's everything. This is what I'm going through. See if you can help me try to get through all this. Mm, love that. We have a mutual friend uh, that uh, got connected. I listened to my show, and she's reached out to you. Um, she posted that. I'm trying to pull it up right now. She posted that thought about, um, I don't want to get the quote too butchered, but you know, we all end up where we want to be because basically we choose. Yeah. The choices we make help us get to where help us get to where we're going to be. Um, but it's typically not the direction or the pathway that we signed up for, that we thought it was going to be. Um, and I just, I think what you're talking about is one of those things that uh, is the exact saying of that. And of course, uh, the Wi-Fi here. Ah, here it is uh, from Jay Shetty. Uh, but a friend sent this quote from Jay Shetty. That in life's journey, we will end up where we want to be, just not through the path we imagine. 
that is just so true. And I just, I think... It's 100% dead on. I think the, the mental health part of it, if, if we take that a part of our journey and we start pulling in help and we start taking care of ourselves a little bit better in all these... There's plenty to choose from, you guys, right? There's plenty to choose from as far as where we want to make some improvements uh, in our life. And uh, I, just, I just hope that you found enough nuggets in this. And like I said, I'll put this link up um, in the show notes for this article, so you can kind of check it out yourself. Some more of this, if you're into stats, you can check more of those things out too. But this whole list again uh, is pretty powerful. And uh, Jeff, just thank you so much for uh, your insights and your opinions and your thoughts. This is your wheelhouse. Like I said, this is you're an expert in this area, right? And um, I think you have ramped it up um, in order to affect more people, to be a bigger difference maker. Um, the pain that you've been through. Uh, it wasn't wasteful. It wasn't yeah. uh, totally negative that you went through it. You are using it as such a great positive, and I just thank you very much because I, I this is therapy for me. I look forward <laughs> to these visits. I really do. Uh, I come away feeling better after being with you every single time, and uh, that's the kind of friend that I want to have more in my life, and I really appreciate you being around. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you doing another show, fighting through all of the cold that you're going through or anything like that. I mean, you are really dedicated to this, and... It rubs off, and I think it holds value. The one thing I'm going to say to all this, again, real quick, is the fact that I don't think anyone ever signs up for anything wrong, right? Like, I I don't think anyone signs up and says, listen, I want more depression. Or I want more anxiety. I right. want to feel more stress, right? But once you're able to recognize that, you do have literally a choice to change. Mm. Make the choice to change, right? And me spending time with you, it, it helps me understand that perspective more and more each day so again i think your show is valuable in the sense that you give people an opportunity or a platform to talk about these things in addition to that you're willing to like, keep doing this and i think you, know, you just got to stay the journey stay the course right i mean things do eventually get easier better Absolutely. but you got to be willing to put in the work to do that right now so brother this is this is awesome i, I love doing this with you you know this would be great to do full-time in life, right? But yep. obviously, you know, you got to pay bills, right? That's things right. like that. So. That's right. It's, uh, it's one of those things that we're finding great joy in this. This is so much more joyful than I ever thought it would be. Yeah. And, and the cool thought is knowing that it's even going to be better as the years go on and the people that yeah. we meet um, through this, uh, the more that we listen to other podcasts. That's the other yeah. nice thing. Reaching out to some of these people and connecting yeah. with them is just powerful. Got to get stand on my show. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout out. Stan Targos, if you're listening, I gave you a call today, brother. I left you a message. I'm going to call you again. Uh, Jeff Lip wants to connect and get you on the show, which is, I think, just a, uh, a top-notch home run game plan right there. Well, a little preview, because as we're kicking back the school year and we come back, in August is when people can start putting out the Colin application, which is the application that's used in the state of Michigan, for example, with a lot of schools. So you fill out one application, it goes to a lot of schools. The open day is that is on August 1st, you know. So I, I would love Stan's feedback on there to, you know, give some financial literacy to people who are looking to go to post-secondary school. So I think his feedback is going to be great. And he was very articulate on your show. Again, when you have your own radio show for so long, hopefully you're able to articulate a little bit. And it sounded like he was awesome. Yep. And his information that he shared, it wasn't even financial literacy he talked about. It was just about life. And I, I, I just dug that so much. So. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to get you guys connected for sure. 100%.
All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Thanks, you, brother. Hey, drive safely. You got a little trip uh, other side of the state going on tomorrow. I do. Fantastic. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to spend time with my family. So family time is very good time, and I'm looking forward to it. My nephew and my niece, who now has an iPod, who can text from that iPod, is basically texting me now, which is kind of really funny because we have iMessage now, and she's like, "When are you going to get up here? When are you going to go up here?" And then my brother sent me another video of my nephew, who, again, is four years old, in a Snapchat conversation that we had <laughs> that really manipulated his voice to a much deeper voice tone and basically was confronting me about when I'm going to roll up there. Oh, so I'm excited to spend time with them. Spending time with that family is the best. That's truthfully. fantastic. Love, that's what summer's all about. Rejuvenating and getting in touch with people you love. Fantastic. All right, you guys. Again, hope you found some great nuggets in this. Uh, again, share this with somebody that you might uh, think needs some help or might find some enjoyment and just have a good time listening to this. I really appreciate it. Keep those ratings coming. Wherever you're listening to this, I really appreciate it. Not from the ego standpoint, but definitely from uh, the standpoint of getting more people connected with this message. Okay? Really appreciate it. So, again, find me on Facebook, coach to expect success Over on Twitter, coach to success Over on Instagram at Coach John Daly. And, of course, coach to expect successcom uh, there's a contact part of the homepage there. There's the book list there that's going to have some new books added there. Uh, the blog's been updated, so keep checking that out. I really appreciate it. All right, you guys, take care of yourselves. Keep enjoying summer. Take care of each other, and we'll talk again soon. See you.